You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. This time of the year, people make many decisions. They decide, will I accept the promotion? Will I move to a new city? What school will I put my children in? What am I going to do with my appearance? Will I get the extensions? Will I not get the extensions? Will I join the gym? Will I not join the gym? And this time of the year, people make many decisions. And we can see from the book of Deuteronomy 30, verse 14, that God says, I've placed before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Choose life. See, if you're not sure what to do, God says, choose life. It means that God has placed success in front of us. God has placed good things in, pl- in front of us. He has placed a blessing in front of us. We oftentimes don't choose the blessing. The greatest decision that you will ever make in your life is not where you stay. or What do you do with your extensions or your appearance or what car? The greatest decision that you'll ever make in your life is what do you do with Jesus Christ? Will you accept him into your life or will you reject him? Many people today say they serve Jesus, but they serve Jesus with their mouths, not with their hearts. And God does not look outwardly at you. God looks inwardly at you. The thing that God values most about you is beyond human comprehension. Human understanding, because in our hearts, we are all made to be like Jesus Christ. And when you are truly born again, worship is not something you do. It's who you've become, a worshiper. Because the Holy Spirit has regenerated your spirit. Now serving is not just something you do, but it's who you've become because the greatest servant lives on the inside of you. Humility is not something you do. It's who you've become because of your total dependence upon Jesus Christ. But we are so focused on the outward appearance, whereas God looks inwardly. Joshua and Joshua 1 verse 8, God said to him, I'm giving you advice to be successful in life. Meditate in my word day and night. To observe and to do. And your ways will be successful. That's why in Joshua 24 verse 14, Joshua got to a place where he spoke to his and He says, listen to me. All of you, listen to me. I'm reading from verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river 
or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve God. Joshua knew. He couldn't force it upon Israel. They had to decide for themselves. You can serve money. You can serve your job. There's a lot of things that you can put first. Many people put their family first. And it's not wrong to put your family first. Just put God at the top. Joshua was saying to them, Jesus is not one of the things. He's the only thing. And if you go read further, you'll see here that they said, no, 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 we want to serve God. And he said, no, you cannot serve God because you are serving other gods as well. And God will not have that. Choose and make a decision who you will serve. Turn to the person next to you and say, choose Jesus. Jesus. Joshua didn't make it compulsory to serve God. He said, you can choose. Ask yourself, what gods, what idols have you allowed in your heart that can hinder you from serving God in 2019? You can fool us, but you cannot fool God. As a pastor, I can come and I can dress up with a suit and a tie. I can come with my big Bible. I can even wear a big cross around my neck. I can even quote scripture. But God will look at my heart and see if I'm a pastor in heart. You can fool people, but you cannot fool God. Make a decision to serve God in this year. Amen? Family, listen to me. Once you've made a decision to serve God, God will give you clear direction. He will empower you and He will lead you by the Holy Spirit. You are a free moral agent. You can decide if you want to serve God or not serve God. Even when you come to church... God looks at your motive to see why are you coming. You can say, I'm, we're going to church. We're going to worship God this morning. But in your heart, you're saying, yes, I'm going to check out the girls this morning and see who's new. <laughs> and your mother may be happy that you're coming to church with her. But God looks at you and thinks, huh? He's not serving me. He's serving his flesh. He's looking for a girlfriend. God looks at your heart. You think you're clever. God's more clever than you. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17 verse 9 and 10, The heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above all things. I, the Lord, I search the heart. I seek the heart of man. I test the heart of man to see what's going on in there to reward him accordingly. God is after your heart. Even when it comes to salvation, God is smarter than all of us. Many people say with their mouths, I love Jesus. Jesus is my Lord. But God looks at your heart. What does Romans say? Romans says, with your mouth you confess unto salvation. But with your heart you believe unto righteousness. Righteousness is not for those who confess it with their mouths. 
but those who believe it with their hearts. God says, I know who believes in their hearts. He who knew no sin became sin so that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you want to make good decisions, you need the word of God. Hebrews 4, verse 12 teaches us that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword with the ability to cut in between bone and marrow, your soul and your spirit, and it can discern the intents and the thoughts of your heart. God looks at the motive of your heart. Why you are doing certain things. Even when I come and I, and I greet Ntati Mofa King, I say, good morning Ntati Mofa King. So good to see you. God bless you. I've been waiting so long to meet you. This must be God allowing us to cross our paths. I want to talk to you. Outwardly you think, wow. But in my heart I'm thinking, oh, I have to meet with this guy. He can connect me with this person so that we can do that deal, so that I can do, make that money, so that I can take my family on that holiday. Even when somebody comes, now he's got a foundation. He's helping many people. So I come, I say, oh, this morning I want to, I want to give a donation of 10. No, I'm, I'm going to make it 20,000. I want to give you a 20,000 donation for helping the poor children. Oh, look at the pastor. He's helping poor children. But yet in my heart, I just want you to meet with my brother so that you can sign that contract for that big 10 million rand project. You think God does not know the motives of your heart? I know when you deal with the motives in your heart, you'll make much better decisions. Turn with me to 1 Chronicles 29. Many people are very quick to tell you what they require of God in 2019. But have you gone and found out what God requires of you in 2019? People are very quick to say, I want God to do this and this and this and this. God should do this and... But do you know what God requires of you? Let me tell you, Christianity lies in the purity of our hearts. And that purity must be kept at all times. 1 Chronicles 28 verse 9. As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart. Turn to your neighbor and say, serve God with a loyal heart. Say, serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. You know, the Bible teaches us about King Amaziah. It says, King Amaziah did what was right in the sight of God. In other words, he did the right things. But the Bible says he did not do it with a loyal heart. So sometimes we do the right thing, but we don't do it with a loyal heart. And God sees that. Sometimes we'll help with something in the church, but not with a loyal heart. I'll support you, but it's not with a loyal heart. 
God looks at your heart. The same book of Chronicles teaches us that the Spirit of God moves to and fro all over the earth, looking for those with a loyal heart so that He can show Himself strong on their behalf. If you want God to fight for you, if you want God to go before you, make sure that your heart is loyal towards God. Amen? Amen. Not just saying, I'm going to come to church. Is your heart loyal towards God? David said, listen here. My son, this is the advice that I can give you from my own life. Serve God with all your heart. We can say this with, about David. He did everything with passion, with all his heart. When he sinned, he sinned with all his heart. He didn't just commit adultery, he killed the husband as well. Today we like, I don't know if I really did anything wrong. The cell phone was just lying around there. Nobody was taking it and... I need one, so I just took it. Is that really stealing? If nobody's... Hello? <laughs> yes, we, we've, we've watered down sin so much. <laughs> but then when he had to repent, he dropped his king's cloak immediately, fell on his knees. He said, Lord, I've sinned against you and you alone. Forgive me. Wash me, cleanse me. Don't let your spirit depart from me. Because he knew without the Holy Spirit, he would not be able to kill giants. He knew his friend that he had in the Holy Spirit was a giant slayer. He knew he couldn't do it in his own strength, and his own ability. And when he realized he had done something wrong, he repented immediately. Man's problem is one, it's sin. It's not changed. The thing that disconnects you from God is sin. When you cannot hear God's voice, the way that you're supposed to hear it, is because you're allowing sin in your heart. You're allowing offense in your heart. Bitterness in your heart. Grudges in your heart. For you to enter into 2019 and have a year where your heart is full of joy, you have to let go of the things of the past. Grudges of the past. Some of you have been holding on to bitterness so long, your heart is so damaged. Amen. So easy for your heart to deceive you Amen. because of bitterness, unforgiveness, offense. Because when you have those things in your heart, you'll view everything through it. Make a decision to forgive those that have wronged you. Those that have wronged you in the past. Do not hold your future in their hands. Jesus holds your future. He does not want to be one of those things. He wants to be the only thing. Amen. For you to make a good decision, your heart must be able to contact the word of God. Listen to me. For you to make a good decision or a God decision, your heart must be able to contact the Word of God. Can we go to Mark chapter 4 quickly? This is not part of the sermon. I warned you about this. Your heart needs to make contact with the Word of God. Why is that important? 
Because if you are going to face trials and tribulations, it is the word that has the ability to see you through. When you receive your healing, when you receive your breakthrough, when you receive your deliverance, when you receive the child that you've been trusting God for, when you receive the spouse that you've been trusting God for, you'll need God more. And you'll need the word of God to be able to maintain that blessing. Because many people are in church this morning for prayer and to ask God for that which they had in the past. What does it mean? It means they received it, but they couldn't maintain it. Very quiet now. Mark 4. I'm reading from verse 13. Then he said to them, If you don't understand the parable, how will you understand any parable? It's the parable of the sower. Let me explain. The farmer sows the word as seed. And what falls on beaten path represents those who hear the word, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their hearts. The seed sown on gravel represents those who hear the word and receive it joyfully, but because their hearts fail to sink a deep root into the word, they don't endure for long. For when trouble or persecutions come on account of the word, they immediately will and fall away. And the seed sown among thorns represent those who hear the word, but they allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth and the desires for other things to crowd out and choke the word so that it produces nothing. Can you see? You can quote scripture. You can memorize scripture. You can know the Bible from the beginning to the end. And it can still profit you nothing. Because you know it here, but it's needed here. Not in your mind, but in your heart. But the seed sown on good soil represents those who open their hearts to receive the word. And their lives bear good fruit. Some yield a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times more than was sown. So for the increase in your life, you need to open your heart to the Word of God. Why are, facing, why are people facing so many challenges? Because they're not giving Jesus Christ, the Word of God, the rightful place in their hearts. When Tatimofa King greets his wife and he kisses her, he does it with all his heart. But when he meets his sister and he greets her and he kisses her, he does it with all his mind. There's a difference because there's a passion that comes from your heart. There's a difference in kissing your sister and kissing your wife. And the difference is the heart. Colossians 3 verse 23. And whatever you do, do it heartily, or do it with all your heart, as the Lord, as unto the Lord, and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It says, do everything with all your heart. Do it heartily. Make a decision this year to do everything with all your heart. Serve God with all your heart. The passion says, put your heart and your soul into everything that you do. 
Put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you are doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. Because God looks at your heart. The true you lies in your heart. God looks at the motives in your heart. Even sometimes when people pray, they pray with wrong motives. Corrupt motives. That's why you don't receive. And then you start to blaspheme against God and the Holy Spirit. You say, I'm praying, I'm praying, but God is not doing anything. But when you pray, you pray with corrupt motives. Wrong motives. It says, you ask with wrong motives. Once I had a young man in a, come in the prayer meeting. He's at varsity. He says, please deliver me from the spirit of lust. He says, all these women on the campus, it's a problem for me. I'm sleeping with women the whole time. I said, you want to be delivered from the spirit of lust? I said, brother, you know what? Why aren't you honest? The woman is not the problem. You have a girlfriend. I said, and you are cheating on this girlfriend and sleeping with all these other women. You want me to deliver you from the spirit of lust so that you can just have sex with your girlfriend. He said, yes, that's true. I said, you know what? I'm going to let somebody quickly explain to you salvation. And then if you want me to deliver you from the spirit of lust, come back and we'll deliver you. You know what's the heart soul thing? He never came back. He had his own motives. He think he can outsmart God. Deliver me from the spirit of lust of sleeping with somebody that's not my girlfriend. But the spirit of lust to sleep with, I want to keep that one. It's very quiet now. James 4. He says, and if you ask, you won't receive it. For you're asking with corrupt motives. Seeking only to fulfill your own selfish desires. When you come to God and you're asking for something, God looks at your motives. Let me tell you something. You'll always judge people on their worst actions. And you'll justify yourself on your best intentions or your best motives. But guess what? God looks at your heart. So when somebody does something wrong, you judge them on their worst action. Can you believe what Ntatim of a king said to me? Not once, twice. And I was only the one trying to be nice to him. Hmm? God looks at your motives. You come and you greet him. You say, good morning, Ntatim of a king. But in your heart, you're saying, why are you sitting on my seat again? Come here and you greet Maggie, you say, oh, good morning, Maggie. You, you're such a good friend. But in your heart, you're saying, if you're such a good friend, why are you parking on my spot? Hmm? Oh, congratulations, Janet. You got the promotion. In your heart, you're saying, I was supposed to get that. Why did you get it? I work harder than you. I'm smarter than you. I got my degree before you. And you think God does not see that. I'm using people here, but we do the same things with God. When we pray and we ask things, we do the same with God. And Christianity lies in the purity of our hearts. Family, listen to me. All of us can be influenced. Just think about Jonah. Jonah heard the voice of God who said to him, go to Nineveh. But because of fear, he did not obey the voice of God. It's only in the tummy, in the belly of the whale, 
that he got the revelation, fear God more than what you fear people. Do you want to go through that experience in this year? When God speaks to you, just make a decision to obey. Obedience is the only proof of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Your obedience. Make a decision to include God in your life. Zacchaeus, he had everything. He had status, he had money, he had a position, he had a great house. But he lacked salvation and he was short. What did he do? He climbed up in a tree just to see Jesus. Do what you have to do to see Jesus. To allow Jesus into your life. This year will be a year where God wants to do great things in your life. But allow the word of God to dominate your heart. Do you know why you're a Christian? Because the word of God is in your heart. Nobody can say Jesus is Lord. Truly say Jesus is Lord. Unless he's got the word of God in his heart. Make a decision this year. You know, Revelations 3 verse 20 where it says, I stand knocking at the door. That's written to Christians. It's written to Christians. To say, come in. Allow God into your heart this year. If you say you're in love with Jesus, I want to ask you, are you in love with the word of God? Because if you're not in love with the word of God, don't say you're in love with Jesus. Because this word became flesh. If you want to spend time with Jesus, all you have to do is open your Bible and start reading the word of God and you're spending time with Jesus. Let me hear you pray. Say, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me. Touch my heart. Place a genuine desire in my heart for your word and for your holiness. In Jesus' name. Psalm 139. David. You can go read it. David, he said, God, those that hate you, I hate them with a perfect hatred. Have you read that? In Psalm 139, he says, God, those that hate you, those that want to come against you, I hate them with a perfect hatred. Then immediately he says, Lord, but search my heart. Seek my heart and see if there's any wicked way in my heart. (laughs) Why? Because he knew how dangerous it was to hate. Amen? So even when you have passion, allow the word of God to view it. Amen. Listen what the Passion Translation says. God, I invite you searching gaze into my heart. I invite you into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. Do you have anxious cares about 2019? Allow the word of God to fill your heart and to expel those anxious cares. David says, God, come look and see if there's any hidden fears. Things that I don't even know about that can derail me. See. If there's any path of pain I'm walking on, 
when you carry offense and bitterness in your heart, it's doing more damage to you than to the person you're angry with. It's doing more damage to your heart because you cannot hear the voice of God if there's not peace here. You're allowing people that have hurt you in the past to control your future and they don't control your future. God does not consult your past in determining your good future. Turn to the person next to you and say, everybody makes mistakes. Learn from your mistakes. Family, everybody makes mistakes. I'm a pastor. I'm not even perfect. Hello? I make mistakes. You can just ask my wife and my kids. They won't say anything, I know. But you can ask them. They know I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Amen? Do I make mistakes, my wife? See, I told you. Good wife. <laughs> Covers my weaknesses. Amen? <laughs> because she's praying and she say, God, just don't stop working in this man. Amen. Seek if there's any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways. The path that brings me back to you. Family, and the thing that God just challenged me, bring me back to that path. I asked myself, am I as in love with Jesus as when I just met him? That God can restore the joy of his salvation. Amen. Am I still in love with the word as in the beginning? Am I reading it as often? Meditating on it as often? And to make a decision to put Jesus first. Amen? To allow him to dominate and rule our hearts. Not to be one of those things, but to be the only thing. To give him the rightful place in our hearts. To make a decision not to give Jesus the time we don't need but to give Jesus our very best time. And everything that we do, when we're busy with the building project now, even in this, we can have motives. When we move in there, it can affect some people's hearts. Where you can sit here in a school hall and we experience God's presence, and then you think, wow, look at this nice big building. We did this. No, we didn't. God built that house. Amen. And if we don't make a decision here to put God first, not for him just to be one of the things, but for him to be the only thing. Amen. The number one thing. God is not saying not to love my wife, not to love my children. He's just saying, love me above all. Put me first. Make that decision. Go search your heart and see what is there that can derail you in this year. And make a decision to put those things aside. And walk in God's ways and God's path. Amen. Because God looks at your heart. He looks at your heart. Looks at the motives, the intentions of your heart. And according to that, He rewards us. Amen. David the clever man. Do you know what he said in Psalm 25? He said, Lord, don't deal with me according to the sins of my youth. Don't deal with me according to my stupidity. Deal with me according to your mercy. Because of your name's sake, Lord, help me that I can finish strong. Can you see that total dependence upon God to help him? 
This is the message of the gospel. The man in John 5 verse 14, after he was healed, what did Jesus say to him? Go and sin no more, lest a worse thing happens to you. He says, make a decision now to live for God. Now that God has healed you, maintain that relationship by having a relationship with Jesus. Maintaining that relationship with Jesus. Make that decision. 2019, the year of decision. Make a decision to serve God with all your heart. Make a decision to give all of your heart to God. Make a decision to be a Christian. To be truly born again. Not just outwardly to say I'm a Christian. But to be such in the heart. Not people saying, oh yes, I know that person goes to church every Sunday. But let Jesus say, I see my son is going to church. He's motivated, he's got a desire to be in my presence. That's the decision to put Jesus first. Sila. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.